unexplained phenomena, unknown entities, unidentified flying objects, mythical creatures and secret conspiracies. This radio show presents information based on theory and conjecture. The producer's purpose is to present some possible explanations, but not necessarily the only ones to the mysteries we will examine. You're listening to the Paranormal Pulse podcast. Now, let's get this show on the road. Ladies and gentlemen, are you happy? We're happy to be back. Some people said it would never happen. We had our own personal doubts. But we are back. This is the Paranormal Pulse Podcast. I'm Lance Phillip. And I'm Jennifer. And I'm Lance Phillip. And he's still Lance Phillip. And we're back. It's been a long time, folks. We've been gone for almost two years now. Um, we did our Halloween episode, and then we ran into some complications. Um, we wound up moving. We wound up changing jobs to both of us, and it's just been very hectic. And um, really wound up even not investigating for a while. You know, everything kind of got convoluted in our everyday lives, and you know, just that's. Basically that, but we are back, and we're happy to be so. And I don't know, I'm going to speak for myself, and hopefully Jen agrees, but we know a lot of you people have still been following us on Facebook, and a lot of people have actually found the show since we've been off the air, and we've had a lot more uh, listens than I possibly thought was possible without new episodes, and it yet... You guys are still there listening, so we're happy about that. And the people who stood with us, we really appreciate that. 
Um, and now that we're back, if you guys could spread the word, share the links, and let people know we're back. We want to get this built up back correctly. Share the love, my friends. So before we get into um, the topics of the day, um, we do want to send our thoughts and prayers to all the people who were affected uh, by Hurricane Irma, Hurricane Jose, Maria, Harvey, um, Harvey, and Mexico, and at Las Vegas, and there's just been a lot of things that have right. been going on over the last like month or so. So you guys are definitely in our thoughts. You know, it's it's been wow rough for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but hopefully we can get everything on track and people can get their lives back together and. And that's all we're going to really say on it. We're not going to get into too political or anything like that. We just wanted to, you know, send our thoughts out. So if you are listening to this on Tuesday, it is Jennifer's birthday. It's my birthday, my birthday. So if you guys want to reach out and say hello on Facebook and say happy birthday, Jen, that would be awesome. You know. It would be nice. Yeah. So we're going to talk about some things today. We are going to talk about... Clinton Road here in New Jersey. <laughs> so, <And>, go ahead. <clears throat> excuse me. And we're going to talk about Shades of Death Road. Okay. So, let's talk about Clinton Road first. And um, I, it's one of those things that I know very well. I actually grew up about a mile away from Clinton Road. So, I could tell you stories about it that go back years from when I was a teenager. And that was many, many moons ago, since my birthday's tomorrow. Just throwing that in there again. Um, So some of the things that would actually happen on Clinton Road. um, Well, first of all, let me go back and let me tell you a little bit about it. What's the matter? Because you just said your birthday's tomorrow, but it's airing on your birthday. Oh, we're recording it. Thanks for ruining the illusion. Sorry. Uh, You want to? No. <laughs> Darn it, I'm not used to this. This is my fourth one that I've done. Um, so just a little bit of background about um, Clinton Road in, in West Milford. Um, it is, if you're, if you're looking at New Jersey on a map, um, the part where, um, where Clinton Road is actually borders on New York State. Um, it's not even 10 miles long, the, the road itself, um, but there's this probably about nine, nine and a half, no, about eight and a half mile stretch um, in between the, the endings, like where it um, meets either Route 23 or Greenwood Lake Turnpike. There's no houses in the middle, and there's a very, very sharp turn. Um, so the it's sort of become a magnet for these sorts of stories. Um, There's houses on either end of it, but there's nothing in the middle. Um, There's a very large stretch of um, water as well, so it became um, almost an ideal ground for people to use in all sorts of different ways. there's been a lot of legends about this road, and that's actually the reason that they're making a movie out of it. Um, I don't know if anybody has seen it, but Ice T is actually going to be, um, you know, filming a movie about the road itself. 
Um, there's been talks of, of a ghost child that um, that are there. There's been um, druids that have been rumored to be using part of the road. Um, Hitmen from the um, from the mafia have dumped bodies there, and that's actually true. Um, there's been rumors of KKK use, Ku Klux Klan. So I mean, there's a ton of um, of rumors about it, but it's so desolate that you know some of these things are a little bit more realistic than others. Um, one of the things that they talk about, um, which I've actually seen, because like I said, I, I grew up around this area, so we would, you know, being the stupid teenagers we were, we'd go driving down the road in the middle of the night, and um, there is actually supposedly a truck. Um, it, they call it a ghost truck. It appears out of nowhere, and um, when you're driving down the road by yourself, um, it comes flying up out of right by Dead Man's Curve. Um, and it flashes its lights. It will um, come like almost to the point where you feel like it's going to rear-end you. It backs up. It does that. And it basically tries to chase you down the road. Um, now, I've heard different stories about this um, where it's not a ghost truck. It's I've actually heard... Um, that it's a remote controlled truck uh, and that there's somebody who stands up in the woods and watches people as they come around the curve and um, he, whoever this person is just selects random cars to try to mess with. Um, so there's that. There is also the story at that bridge. So the way that Clinton Road is set up, well, I don't know, I don't think you've ever actually been, you've been down it, right? Yeah, me Okay, um, so when you're coming around um, by the reservoir, if you're coming up from Route 23, the, um, there's a body of water on your left-hand side, and then the road will make it almost like a hairpin turn. Um, it goes left, and then it goes right. That's called Dead Man's Curve. Um, there were so many people who had accidents there that involved flying, if you're coming down the opposite way, flying into that body of water that they actually had to put up a barrier. Um, that's obviously how it got the name of, of Dead Man's Curve. Well, one of the stories that they talk about is um, a little boy who was actually killed at that point, um, and they call him the ghost boy. Um, there's a room, there's a story that if you put a quarter in the middle of the road on the yellow line, um, and it disappears, that at midnight, it will actually come back because the little boy puts it back. Um, supposedly, he drowned while he was swimming. So, um, But they say that he still, um, he still exists and he still, his entity still haunts that particular area where he died. So, I mean, but there's a lot, there's tons of stories like this, um, especially all through that area because it was so remote. I guess is probably the best way to say it. Um, 
in this particular area of New Jersey, there is a lot of um, property that's owned by the by Newark, um, by the city of Newark, and by the state of New Jersey that's used for watershed. So, um, for people who don't know what that means, there's a reservoir that's up there that um, funnels into um, a filtration system and is used by the city of Newark on a regular basis. Um, when after 9-11 happened, there were actually rumors that um, the water supply was going to be infected with all sorts of diseases as well. Um, and that was one of the things that they were, um, they were cracking down on. So a lot of people, um, when they are up by Clinton Road, they, are, if they try to stop. They're actually chased out by police because it, it started with that. But... Um, just a little bit of the history about it. Now you've had your own experiences driving the road, correct? Yes, I have. Okay. And so you've had that truck chase you, if yes, I'm not mistaken. I have. Okay, tell us what about it. So um, I was out, like I said, with um, with friends and we were, you know, probably around 18, 19 years old. Um, and we were driving down. It was 11 o'clock at night, you know. Um, and when we got past um, where I just past Dead Man's Curve, if you look up to your left, like if you're heading towards Route 23, if you look up towards your left, there's a little sort of clearing. Um, and to me, that's where the, the quote-unquote ghost truck came out of. Um, and... As we were driving down the road, it was literally just like coming up behind us super fast. So it, we thought it was going to hit us. And then it would back off. The lights would flash. It was just, it felt like it was chasing us down the road. Um, but to me, it didn't, I could actually see the physical outline of the truck. I didn't actually see anything that would make me believe that it was, um, that it was more of an entity versus an actual truck. So, and I think I've actually, when I've gone by there during the day, I think at one point I did see the truck hiding up in the, uh, in the leaves, up in the, uh, in the brush. Mm. So rather than the ghost truck, you think it's that radio control truck? I think it's the remote control truck, to be perfectly honest. Excuse me. Um, that's interesting. Now, I've, I've, heard the story a little different about the boy on the bridge okay i've heard of it being a female and that if you throw a, if you're on the bridge and you throw a quarter into the water mm -hmm. that'll be brought back no there, see you're you're combining it because apparently in 1988 there was a girl who um was killed on the road driving a camaro um so it sounds like you're actually combining the two of the uh the two different stories now, has anything else happened there that we know of, or any other beliefs? Um, there have been, um, apparently, so again, the area that we live in was um, utilized a lot during the Revolutionary War and the War of 1812. There were um, metal um, deposits that were in the area. So one of the... Um, the things that they said was being um, used by druids was actually part of a foundry, um, which the uh, which the 
U.S. government actually wound up raising because it was creating issues. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, there's been rumors of KKK dropping bodies. Like I said before, the mafia right. dropping bodies into the, uh, into the reservoir up there as well. Hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it, like you said, there, is, there are no homes for a large stretch of the area. Mm -hmm. So that would make, you know, that would make sense, mm -hmm. you know, dropping bodies and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, and again, it has had a long history of, of supposed paranormal activity. Mm -hmm. um, and like you said, Ice-T is, there's a, and his, I'm not sure if he's producing the movie or if he's just starring in it. I thought he was just starring in it from but, what I read. Yeah, they, may, they are making a movie about Clinton Road, mm -hmm. you know. And of course, it'll be greatly exaggerated because it's Hollywood, but... It'll be, yeah, it'll be neat to see it because I think they're actually going to be filming at the locations up there. So right, and and you know it's also been featured in uh, Weird New Jersey magazine, <laughs> and on a few of the there's been a couple of paranormal shows that have talked about it. Mm -hmm. um, one of the I forget I think it's most uh, you know scariest places on earth, and mm -hmm. it, was, it was on there. Um, so we've thought about trying to do an investigation there. The only thing about that is. Everything I'm being told is that if you stop to try and do an investigation, other than just driving it to see what you can witness with your own eyes, but if you stop that the they're monitoring it so well, you know, with the police that they'll chase you right away. Mm -hmm. So, but I'm thinking there's got to be a way, an area like where we could park and walk to the bridge, you know? I because, I mean, if people are hiking... You know? Yeah, see, that's the thing, though. There's really no shoulder to pull over on. Yeah, I know. That's, that's the other that's thing. That's the hard there, part. There, on this road, there is no shoulder, you know, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of areas that have posted signs that you can't pull off mm -hmm. into. So it makes it difficult to investigate other than driving it at mm -hmm. night to see if you could get the ghost truck to, to chase you, mm -hmm. you know, or if you could witness the ghost boy or girl, depending on the which story you've read or heard mm -hmm. at the bridge you mm -hmm. know but it's something we'd really like to do i'd mm -hmm. like to get out there and, and investigate mm -hmm. that you yeah. know we just have to watch out for critters as well because um a bear well not only the bears and stuff but um jungle habitat was not too far from there um jungle habitat used to be a zoo that was um that existed in west milford and it closed in probably the mid 70s um, but there are rumors that they just let the animals go. Well, yeah, that that's not even rumors. That's true. The, yeah. the owners of Jungle Habitat, again, it was a zoo in the area. Mm -hmm. When they closed it, just released all the wild animals. Mm -hmm. And so you have every conceivable sort of animal that could be in those woods. Mm -hmm. You know, over the years, there have been sightings of, of, you know, animals in the woods that aren't native to this region. Mm -hmm. So that's the other thing. She's right. You, right. you could come across something like that. Right. But also, too, we do have a big black bear problem. And, yes. You know, and bobcats and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. and, but And who knows what they've crossbred with. Right. You know, so, so if you hear stories about cryptids or whatever, chances are it's probably one of these hybrid animals. Yeah, if you, if you get a chance, go online and check out um, Jungle, Jungle Hab Habitat. Habitat and <laughs> uh, read about the history of that because that's kind of a weird way that ended in, in the way that the animals got released so mm -hmm. you know now you may be wondering where what have you guys been up to 
Well, most recently we took a trip back to our favorite place to investigate, Gettysburg. Yay! I love it there. And yeah, absolutely, it's one of the one of the best places to investigate. Um, with that being said, we went to a couple of different areas. Well, we went we went to Devil's Den, and we had never actually investigated in Devil's Den before. We had been up on top of a little round top. Um, we've been Culp's Hill. We've been in many places, but Devil's Den, this was the first time. And it was interesting because when we got there, there was another group of paranormal investigators that we were talking to. And they gave us some great information on things to look for, experiences that they had. Um, and it's really, the one thing is it's very, very... Um, well investigated, so to speak. <laughs> While you're there, there are always other paranormal teams there. Yes. So it's just a matter of keeping your space and making sure you don't contaminate each other's evidence by getting too close. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but we we were there probably longer than any of the other teams. They they left before we did. Right, we were there almost until the uh, park closed. Right, and at that point, we have to get out because you know the park rangers will arrest you if you're there after the uh, park officially closes. Yes. But we went there, and the, the trip was kind of an impromptu trip on our part. We didn't plan it out. So when we got to Gettysburg, we realized we had forgotten most of the equipment. Um, yeah. We had thought for some reason that it was in the car from our last uh, forte into, uh, into an area we wanted to investigate. For some reason, it wasn't. We took it out. I don't know why. But we did have one bag with us. So we were limited on the equipment we could use. We had um, we had a voice recorder with us. We had a thermal camera with us. We had um, a laser grid with us. I'm trying to think what else. Oh, we had uh, we had the, a couple of different obelisks with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, being Gettysburg, we wanted to have an EMF detector. So in the middle of town, we ran into a store that sell some ghost hunting supplies and I picked up a, a K2 meter just to have an EMF detector with us because it's just to me it's always a nice thing to have mm-hmm. um, when you investigate again EMF detectors do not prove that they're ghosts but you can use them to um, find sources of things that could mislead you into believing they're ghosts so it's always nice. I always find it's nice to have one with you. Uh, generally, there are, there are more sophisticated EMF meters than the K2, but that was the one that was available. So that's the one we grabbed. Needs um, must. And, of course, we had we had cameras with us because, you know, we're traveling. We always have cameras. Um, we, got some, we got some interesting things on the thermal camera. Mm-hmm. Um, we got some cold uh, spots that shouldn't really have been where they were. Um, we, we, that's really, I mean, what we got was just yeah, some anomalies on the thermal. Um, I listened back to the audio. We really didn't get anything EVP-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, although we did get, I'm sorry, I should say that, we did get some responses on the obelisk. Yes, we did. Right, and it was funny, we didn't get a lot of responses. But what we got was relevant to where we were. Right, and and that's what was interesting. And again, I'm always like, eh, the obvious, how much stake do I put in it, you know? Or, or, but for some reason, we got some 
results that were um, pretty accurate to where we were, mm-hmm. and we only got and we only had like three or four words come out of this thing that night, mm-hmm. you know. And what they they did made sense. So it was always in, it's always interesting to go back to Gettysburg, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, of course, we did our usual. We drove around, did the audio tour, because we do it every time we're there. Every single time. To the point now where we, you know, um, I downloaded the I downloaded the app, and you know, so we just keep playing it over and over again, mm-hmm. you know, while we're there. But it's always good because it gives you a good visual as to what's going on on the battlefield, so you really get a sense of what was around you, what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you can kind of, when you investigate, you can use that information to kind of put, you know, two and two together to come up with four, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But It's also, for me, it's nice because I have a hard time visual- visualizing in my head how the flow of the battle took place. So it takes, when you're going through and you're doing the audio tour, it takes you day by day as to what happened in the battle in different locations. Um, but it actually unfolds for you on the tour how it did over the course of the three days. And for me, that's what's the most helpful part of it. Um, when we go, normally, um, I think the most activity we've ever gotten was on Culp's Hill. Um, so if any of you are history buffs and you know the history of the Civil War, that's where the, um, the fishhook offense took place, um, which is what turned the tide for the Union Army. Um, so when we, are at, when we were at Culp's Hill, it was the very first time that we were there, I think, um, we were able to actually see shadow people. Um, and I don't, have we ever told the story? Yeah, we have. Okay, so I won't bore you with the story again. But that was really um, the first time where I saw something outside of my own house. Um, So for me, it was a really kind of validating experience that, you know what, there might be something to this after all. I don't know about you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've had some amazing experiences in Gettysburg, you know. it's just it's just a fascinating place, and there's so many places we have not investigated there, you know, so many different locations. You know, it's not you go, you go to some places and you may have one haunted spot, two haunted spots. You're you're talking literally a town mm-hmm. filled with haunted spots wherever you turn. Right. It, it's so. almost like it's a battery. You know, like the, the ground has absorbed so much energy from the people who come to visit this year after year after year. Um, that it absorbs it. And I wonder if it's acting as almost like, um, I, I don't even know what the right word is, where it just attracts the well, I, energy. I, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think you said it best. It, it, you know, it's stored energy. It's almost like a battery. You mm-hmm. know, you had so much tragedy there and so much, so much energy that was released, mm-hmm. you know, that it's constantly feeding back out. Right. It, it almost replaced. That's what we have to, we could tell them about. General Lee, when we went to over the, uh, over the winter. So we've actually, this is the second time this year that we've been to Gettysburg. Um, it was important because what they did was um, part of what they've been rebuilding is, um, is General Lee's headquarters. When General Lee was actually um, watching the battle, he was doing it from that farmhouse. And um, at one point, they actually had a, a, a hotel. I think it was um, a Quality Inn, or it was one of those hotels um, on that property. 
and they were people were staying over and they were saying that part of it was haunted um, but they've actually they took the the hotel down and they took it to um, they took it back to what it was when it was at the um, when it was the the farm was there so there's this little tiny house where the widow lived and um, when we, we were investigating, we went there for New Year's. So we, this was New Year's Day, this the current year that we're in, 2017. And um, as we approached it, we had the obelisk going. And I was recording, I was filming. And every time we got to the window of the house and we would ask a question, the word stop came up. Remember this? Yeah, absolutely. This happened like three or four times. And by the third time, we were like, okay, we get it. We don't want you. These guys obviously don't want us filming inside the house and, and looking into the house. So, um, you know, that gives me goosebumps when I talk about it. But it was one of the cooler things that I think we've had happen. We, well, we also got the word general. Yes. Which we were at General Lee's headquarters. Mm -hmm. So, you know, again, we don't know the validity of it, but it is pretty interesting when mm -hmm. you get something like that. Right. I just know. think that the coincidence of looking in the window, asking a question, and then getting the word stop back on the screen was sort of, for me, like, maybe this really isn't a coincidence. Maybe there is somebody here. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, that's, that's the thing. And again, we don't know, you know. Who knows? I mean, there are people who swear by the obelisk, people who will totally detest it but I find it interesting you know and and that's really that uh, that's the best word to use for interesting mm -hmm. you know again I would never present it as evidence on a you know on a you know a, a case for like a residential case for people but when we're doing historical sites and things like that it is interesting to see what we get mm -hmm. you know yep now I'm going to talk about something this is um a pet peeve of mine that I've seen lately on the in the last two years some some technology or in my opinion faulty technology that's been come that's come around and is being widely used but it makes no sense to me whatsoever so this is my area Jen will pop out of this one because this is <laughs> so technology I'm sure people have me. been they've seen the portal the so-called portal which is essentially a speaker connected to a spirit box but going in feeding into the speaker you have a re, a, a reverb pedal for those who don't know a reverb pedal um, is actually a pedal for an effects pedal for guitar and then what they call a noise gate and a noise gate is simply that it eliminates noise so let me talk about the the theory behind it because people are using the spirit box and it's generating white noise the belief is the white noise will help um, put out energy to feed a spirit to manifest sounds now this is where I have the first part of the problem if you're look if you're doing an EVP session and you're looking for EVP sounds why are you why are you introducing excess sound when you're trying to find sounds so it's almost as if you're you're 
contaminating your own evidence. And the truth of the matter is, any empirical, any scientist who, you know, is an empirical scientist who's strictly a scientist, they'll tell you right away, you have to dismiss the results because if you're looking for noise and then you're adding noise, it, you're contaminating evidence right off the bat. Now let's take the second part of this. What they're doing is adding reverb. Reverb, for lack of a more scientific term, is sort of an echo, a delay. So what they're doing is they're, again, manipulating the sound. So, again, you're manipulating sound, but then the ass kicker of it all is that you're using this thing called a noise gate to eliminate all the noise you just added and hoping that what you've stripped away leaves you voices behind. It's a really flawed logic, especially since that the reverb pedal and the noise gate pedal that they use are made for guitar, which means that they, are act, they, they seek out the frequencies and are designed to run off of the frequencies of a guitar, not of a human voice. Human voice has different ranges in different frequencies than a guitar would, than a bass would, than a drums would, you know, the set of drums would. That's why you have separate effects pedals for guitar. You have separate effects for vocals that are, that are fine-tuned for those frequencies. So now you're trying to use a guitar, a, a, two pedals that are basically fine-tuned for the range of a guitar on voices. To me, it would make more sense if you, if you even put any stock in that to use uh, vocal effects as opposed to guitar effects. So now, here's the ass kicker of it all, is that people are selling these so-called um, portals. Oh, and then I should add, what they're doing is they're playing it into a speaker. By that, by, when I say speaker, they're using guitar amplifiers. Some of them use smaller battery-powered guitar amplifiers. Some of them are using a what's called a Z lunchbox amp. Um, so again, you're, you're using speakers that don't have a broad range of sound. They are they're, they're there basically to pick up guitars. And guitar runs along the mid-range of sound frequency. Bass runs deeper frequencies. Vocals generally run higher. And, and that's why, too, um, and again, this gets into my music background and working in studios and whatnot. There are certain ways you record so that way that the, all the instruments come out in the mix and they don't blend together. Well, again, to me, you're using things that are in the wrong frequency. Now, I know, Jen, you had a question there. So tell me why they are doing this. Like. What, what is this supposed to wind up actually helping well, people figure out? Well, what it's, again, what they're doing it for is they're using it for EVP work, okay? Okay. And they're using it with spirit boxes. Now, oh, okay. the thing about spirit boxes is spirit boxes introduce a lot of noise. Right. Again, the white noise type of sound. Mm -hmm. So their thinking is, well, introduce it, then manipulate it, and then clean it up, and then whatever you have left is an EVP, or could help you get to an EVP, but it's flawed thinking. Okay. But now here's the big thing, and like I said, this is where the ass kicker comes in. The prices they're selling this stuff for. I've seen these units being sold for as much as eight, nine hundred bucks. I've seen okay. them sold 
for you know as little as 399 bucks 300 bucks the reality is you could set one up yourself just by buying the right pedals the right battery powered amp and you could probably do it for maybe 100 bucks okay but these people are taking advantage and what they're doing is they're they're self promoting and I'm not going to name names because they're we all know who they are on the internet and they've been called out recently and um, but for some reason the word hasn't got out there. There's just there's no way this technology works. The technology only works if you want to believe that it works. But the reality is scientifically, it won't work. So okay. I'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion on this portal. Um, you know, and again, it's it's become very popular, but there's just the, the science behind it doesn't make any sense. Well, isn't that sort of the way that what we do as a whole is, is sort of viewed? It's kind of based on what you believe. Well, to an extent. But yeah. the problem is there have been theories that have been tested over the years in ghost hunting mm-hmm. that pretty much can be called science because they've been repeatable, things that are repeatable. Right. Um, and there has to be a basis in research that you start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And the basis is not like like a true scientist doesn't go in um, saying I believe this theory that's why it works. No, they go in trying to disprove their theory. They all share their evidence, right. and it's tested by their peers mm-hmm. who are doing what trying to disprove it. Right. It's when they can't disprove it that's when it becomes proof. Well, the whole theory with this is different. You're going in believing. Um, and it's not like stuff we've done in the past. And that's why the field has changed, too, since we started. Mm-hmm. You know, it used to be your first job was to debunk. Yes. Now it's not. Now everybody goes in with, oh, I know it's real. I'm just trying to prove my beliefs, which is not how science works. But I guess that's the difference between, you know, what you consider. Like, if you're going in and saying, you know, you're looking for some proof or if you're looking to just prove your own thoughts and conclusions i I, i'm sort of saying the same thing but well the thing is this again are we researchers trying to do genuine research or are we just people out there essentially playing a party game and you know i want to have fun i want to be a thrill seeker i want you know i want to prove what i believe it's tough it's 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 a fine line but Mm -hmm. That's what makes the difference between the person who looks at an or uh, picture and goes, oh, that's a ghost. Or the people looking and go, I can come up with a hundred reasons why that's not a ghost. Mm-hmm. You know? True. And it's, it's very interesting. I mean, you know, but I just looking at this portal device that people are using, there's no way it can work. Not, not from a scientific sense, mm-hmm. you know. Right. You can get results, but the results are a function of adding noise. Mm-hmm. The thing is, you don't want to add noise. Right, you want to take it out. You want to take it out, and then... the no-, no, it's not even that. No, you don't want to take it out. Okay. You want everything to be as natural as possible. Now you're manipulating the sound. Highly I, manipulating it. I guess I was thinking about after the fact, once it's recorded, if you're having an issue trying to hear it or something, you want to remove as much of the other... Ambient noise as possible. Right, but why? Again, why would you add noise? I'm right to take it away. Right, I'm not arguing with you. 
but you know, but that's 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 where that stands. So let's move on. Okay. Let's move on. That was sure. just my little rant. Sure. What would it so. be without a little rant, right? Well, it could be big rants. <laughs> you know. True. My my Italian aunt who couldn't pronounce my name used to call me rants, you know. Oh my god, here we go. So and just so you know, folks, you are listening to the Paranormal Pulse. We are back. We're happy to be back. Um, I hope the sound's coming out okay. We are using brand new mics, brand new mixing board. And I know I'm hearing some noises that I don't think should be there, but we're kind of doing this on the fly. It seems to have cleared up a little bit from when we first started the pro uh, broadcast. Mm -hmm. It is sounding better. I've been working the board as we go. So that's why if you've heard sections of me not talking, you're just jealous because I've been playing with the board trying to get everything right. So please, please be patient with us. We're, we're getting there. We're getting back to what we were. And again, we're not in the same place we used to be. We moved and whatnot, and things got packed up. Things broke. Um, you know how that goes. So, All right, so we're going to move on. We are going to move on to Shades of Death Road, which just sounds awesome. Actually, I can do that in a big, deep announcer voice. We are going down Shades of Death. Death Row. <laughs> it just sounds so dramatic, you know? You make it sound so much better. I know, right? Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Shades of Death Road is an interesting place. Now, I have investigated there with Jen and mm -hmm. without. I've investigated with Rick. Um, so, you know, Shades of Death Road... Tell us a little bit about the history, and I'll tell you a little bit more that, more that I know. So, Shades of... The, so, there's actually two, but the one that we're talking about is in Warren County, New Jersey. Um, it's in a township called um, Alamuchi, and it runs alongside one of the state forests in New Jersey called Jenny Jump State Forest. Now, Jenny Jump actually has its own paranormal activity. There's apparently a lake where um, I think a girl drowned. Well, it's, it's Ghost Lake. Right. And, well, first of all, Jenny Jump State Park gets its name because of a girl named Jenny who jumped off a cliff in the park to her death. Right by this lake, right? Um... Yes, and it's believed that she haunts the lake, and it is called Ghost Lake. Mm -hmm. Now, we went there the first time, and this was really interesting. It was a sunny, bright, sunny day, and we drive there. We stop by the lake, and I'm not kidding. It just starts snowing out of nowhere. Dark cloud comes over. Mm -hmm. It snows probably 10 minutes or so while... You know, while we're mm -hmm. there. The entire time we were there. Yeah, actually, we were there longer than 10 minutes. So, yeah, I mean, but it snowed the whole time. And when we left, it stopped snowing. It was so only... Out, it was the weirdest thing. And I know that's just a weather anomaly, but still, it was it was weird. And there was no indication that it was supposed to even snow at this point. So, um, you know... Like I said, it was a bright, sunny day. There mm -hmm. wasn't a cloud anywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, the thing about... You know, we've been to the lake. Now, off of the side of the lake is a cave where literally thousands of animal bones have been found with no real explanation as to why these bones were in this cave. Mm -hmm. um, there's belief that it was an Indian uh, 
an Indian burial ground, but not for people, but for animals. Or that after the Indians who resided in the area, you know, would butcher their animals and eat the animals, that that's where they would, that's where they would put the bones for, in hopes of a um, continued, it would, not a harvest, but a continued hunt, good hunt. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when I was there with Rick, you weren't there, we actually hiked into the, where the cave was. And you can see the animal bones are still there and that there is char, you know, charred, um, you know, like where smoke had, had lined the, the cave. Okay. So the fires had been lit, lit in there. And it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's tricky to get to, and um, but worth it if, if you take the hike in. Mm, I'll have to do that. I, I'm, I'm still curious about the... Uh, the location, and I wonder if we wind up doing an EVP somewhere along that lake, if I'd be able to connect with her because we do share a name. Right, that would be interesting. <laughs> now, the other thing is, the the girl appears in the lake, and there's often sounds of laughing that come from the lake, and sounds of crying from things I've read over the years. Hmm. Um, what's the What's the story that you have? Right. So I'm actually, um, I was looking up Shades of Death. Um, I was just, I just happened to um, see the fact that this was there. Right. Um, and I just remember when we were, um, we were talking about it, the only thing that I've been able to find out about it is that um, the park was named, so apparently there was a Native American that was chasing this girl whose name was Jenny, and um, she jumped to her death on the mountain that also bears her name. It's right. the only thing that I can find. Okay. But what I was talking about more specifically was the ghost in the lake. I, I can't find anything on the ghost. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, again what I know about it. Right is that there is a girl who appears in white periodically and that there are sounds of singing and sounds of crying. Um, I'm not singing, but laughing on the lake. Mm. Um, we've, I've been there twice and I found no evidence of that, but it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Um, now also too, there, there's often seen There's often seen um, people, ghosts along the road next to the park that runs Shades of Death Road, which runs along the park. Okay. Now, there was a cabin in the woods off the, off the road where murders had taken place. And it's believed that those are the people, um, that, that, that those are the victims of the, of the, the highwaymen, they mm-hmm. would rob people on the road because at one time that was the only passageway through mm-hmm. and that it was patrolled by bandits. And it's believed that those are the ghosts of, you know, of, of the people who were robbed on the road. Now, there were some brutal murders along that road. It was considered a very dangerous road. I believe back in the 20s that, um, you know, that, that there were murders there. And I don't know exactly the details, and I, I feel like I knew more about this when we were closer to investigating it. Right. Now it's 
it back in my memory. But um, there was a woman that was beheaded there. Uh, or actually, a woman beheaded her husband there. You know, and, and buried the head and the body in two different sides of the street. And, you know, that... that um, that was never that was never solved, mm-hmm. so they don't know exactly, you know, how it happened or you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. There's, there's things that go on there, mm-hmm. um, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of twists and turns on the road, and there have been a crazy amount of fatal car accidents there as well. Um, you know, so it's it's an interesting. Um, it's just an interesting place to go and inve- mm-hmm. investigate, you know. Mm-hmm. These are these are legends. So a lot of the people who live in that area get very annoyed when people like us come through and try to investigate because we wind up actually, you know, creating havoc or whatever. So it's to the point now where they will actually deface the um, the street sign so you can't see it. Um, you know, they'll use grease, they'll use oil, they'll use mud, they'll use whatever they can to try to um, prevent people from well, going down al- the road. Also, too, they had to put in permanent markers yes. into the ground. Because what was happening is the regular bolt-on signs that would be on a normal... Mm-hmm. Uh, Street sh- signs. Sh- you, know, sh- you know, the poles that mm-hmm. they plant that have the holes, and then they, they put the uh, street signs on it. Those were getting stolen because they said Shades of Death Road. So now what they do is put these big, heavy posts into the ground on each corner where it's engraved into the posts that say Shades of Death Road to stop people from stealing them. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, Apparently there's also stories of um, wild animals, wild cats that, um, that exist right around there in a place called Bear Swamp, or depending on if you're from the area, it's called either Cat Hollow, Cat Swamp, things like that. Um, you know, it was at one point the, um, the area was used for sod farming. Um, oh. Right, there you go. So we just found it. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, so like, like Jen said, there were areas that were used for sod farming. Um, you know, so it's, it's a very unique place too in the way that it's set up again um, because there's a lot of different stories that that are associated with it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I mean like I said there were um, there were murders that took place um, apparently a lot of the highwaymen that Lance was talking about before would actually steal from the passers-by um, gold coins there were lynching there were people that were using the road for um, for hangings because it was a very different justice system at that point. Um, so, you know, that's a little bit about Shades of Death. Well, and, and going back to, I was telling you about the cave off to the side of Ghost Lake. That's actually called the Fairy Hole. That's the name that it was given. Um, and it was used by the Lenape Indians. Or how do we? It's the Lenape. The Lenape Indians. And again, that's where they, that's where the, you know, the, uh, animal bones would be. Also, when they did, uh, when archaeological, uh, archaeologists surveyed the area, <laughs> wow, I got tongue tied. Yeah, that. you did. Yeah, when the archaeologists surveyed the area, they found things like old pottery, uh, 
broken arrowheads, flint, and things like that. So they know they know specifically it was used by the Indians, but they can't explain the animal bones. And you know, again, the best theory is that they put the animal bones in there, hoping for another successful hunt. Mm-hmm. Almost like they were paying um, tribute. And I know that was a, um, a practice that a lot of Indian tribes had where they would only um, take what they needed and then they would either um, pray or bury the, the bones of the um, whatever the animal was that they shot in hopes that the spirit of the animal would not come back and haunt them later on. Right, right. You know, the other thing about Ghost Lake is that... Um, no matter what time you go there at night, the sky always seems to be as bright um, as if it were still twilight. It never gets dark over the lake. Like dark, dark. Like right, right. It always like it, pitch dark, no moon, dark. Yeah, it, it's it's an interesting place, you know. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna leave you with that, um, you know. This is our first show back, so pardon us if we're not, um, I wouldn't say 100% prepared, but we, say organized. You know, we're getting things together again. So what we'd really like you to do, though, is if you can, um, again, we appreciate you guys tuning in and sticking with us. I know it's been a long time, and we're going to build this thing back up. We have some big plans. We also have some things that we never aired, interviews we did with some of the paracele- uh, paranormal celebrities out there. That were never aired. Um, I got a chance to host the paranormal panel at the 2016 uh, Paranormal Unity Festival here in New Jersey. And on that panel was Joe Chin, Brian Cano, uh, Cano. <laughs> I'm going to get that right one of these days. And uh, Rosalind Bone. Um, so again, it's Joe Chin from. Ghost Hunters, Brian Cano from Haunted Collector, and Rosalind Bone from Ghost Hunters Academy. And we had a really good discussion on so many things uh, in the paranormal world, things talking about stuff behind the scenes on TV, some theories that everybody has, and just some, and talking about different experiences. Um, we never got to air that. That you know, So we're going to be airing that this sometime this season. Um, so you can look forward to that. We have some other interviews that we did, too, that were just never aired. So we're going to still play them, even though maybe some of the things on there might not be timely. Uh, you know, because, again, these were recorded, some of them as much as a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. if not longer. So, But they're, they're still going to be interesting to listen to, so we're going to get to those. We, uh, we promise this time we're going to get to those. Um, and we'll get this audio situation squared away. So... But, you know, it just feels good to be back on the mic and talking again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's long overdue. It's always nice to talk to and talk, um, get people involved who are like-minded, um, you know, who think like we do, who want to hear what we have to say. And um, it's fun to, to come back and talk uh, talk about it because, you know, I can, I can talk to him all day long. But um, it's nice to actually be able to talk to you guys as well, and that's something that we've definitely missed. And one of the things, too, is we've met some friends in person over, you know, over the last few years, too, at some of the events, people who knew our show and mm-hmm. new friends, and um, we made some really nice friends. We were 
couple of years ago, we were at uh, Bruce Tango's movie premiere, mm-hmm. and we met some people there who we found out listened to the show, and you know, and we've stood in contact, and it's good. It's, it's it's a lot of fun, you know, especially when we get to meet people out in person, and they, you know, and it's weird when they come up and they tell you they know the show. So, you know, that's a nice thing. You know, again, it's been way too long, so we're glad to be back. We're gonna make this a more regular thing. Oh, absolutely. We're going to keep this on a regular basis now. Um, And with that, we're going to sign off. I'm going to play a song coming out. And just seems appropriate. I'm going to play Ace Freely's Space Invader. So thanks for tuning in. Again, pass the word. We appreciate it. Bye. Except